Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for people who are out of Pringles. I'm Cody. And I'm Tyler. I don't trust Hi. dentists and I'm out of Pringles. <laughs> All right, that Cody. Look, we're having a rough one today. We've lost some recording materials, but we have a very important movie to watch. Ugh, to talk about. Tyler, what movie is that? It's Puss in Boots, colon, The Last Wish, Cody. Ooh, first try, nailed the title. Nailed it. That first we're one, just a test run, all right? Now we're in it, all right? Yeah, no, we're gonna, we're gonna pound this one out. Tyler's gonna take us right into Spoiler Town to start this one off, and we're gonna give you the business when it comes to Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. All right, Cody, get get on the mortal. I'm going to stick with my same one. You change yours. I'm sticking with it because I'm proud of it. Get on my mortal engines bakery. <laughs> all right. And let's just go devour a small bistro. That's a better way to put it. All right. Let's get in there. Let's find this. Hunt this bistro in spoiler time. Let's get into it. Cody, do you still want to do the rants? Because I could do no. another rant, but you've already listened I, to a rambling rant. Do you, could you have it in? I barely you? got through my rant because I saw this a minute ago. All right. I did my best. I just want to talk about this movie. Cody, if you saw you. it a minute ago, it should be fresh in your mind. So that doesn't make any sense. Okay, that's a what Midwest I'm telling you. A minute. You know what that means? You know how long that's been? It's been a minute, Cody. It's been a minute, all right? Tyler, I just want to start off by saying, by giving this movie my full-throated... Mm. Don't oh. like that turn of phrase. No, you already said it. You already <laughs> did it. This one, I'm, you know what? I'm glad we lost the other recording. I like this so far. This is good stuff. My full-throated recommendation. I thought this movie was awesome. And I, I mentioned this before. Like three different people in the last week have asked me about movies that came out recently I've seen. And I was like, Puss in Boots was awesome. To the point where I was like, I think Puss in Boots, and I tweeted this, is a top five movie. For the year 2022. And nobody has believed me to this point. They've all been like, oh, you're joking. I'm like, no, I can't express to you how sincere I am. I was so pleasantly surprised. I thought it was a great movie. I mean, as far as movies I've seen in like the theaters, especially, it's definitely top five, which isn't a lot because I haven't gone to see a lot of the movies in the theater. Yeah. Um, I've been bad about that this year, but it's. I was shocked, too, because I think we both went to go see it out of obligation. We both married very huge Shrek fans. Yeah. And they were Shrek like, we're seeing it. And uh, and uh, but so I was like, oh, man, you know, whatever. It'll be fine. But I, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. No, it was it was a great movie. And I mean, there have been a lot of good movies in 2022, but I think only a handful of exceptional movies. I think it's one of them. I was, I thought it was great. Very impressed. Fantastic cast. We're talking John Mulaney, who is the secret sauce of all good animated movies. Florence Pugh, Antonio Banderas, Salma Hayek, our beloved Guillermo, Harvey Guillen, from What We Do in the Shadows. I mean, Guillermo. Oh, Cody. Guillermo. I was just looking at what came out in, did this movie come out in 2022 or did it release in 2022? Yeah. It released on Christmas Day. Okay. Because I was looking at what I went to go see in 2022. Did you remember the Batman came out last year? Because that that movie, I forgot about that completely. That movie's gotten buried in my list. That movie. A lot of other movies, yeah. Here's the thing. All right. You know, not to derail us for a second here, but let's talk about the injustice of the 
why does Robert Pattinson constantly get screwed? Okay. That's what I want to know. Let's just, just as a side, let me ask you why, why look, you can say that he's getting screwed, but, um, I don't know if he is. Tell me more about that. It's just like Robert Pattinson is a fantastic actor. All right. But everybody's like, you know what we want you to be? Edward from Twilight. Real brooding and pale and not likable. Mm. Yeah. And, and then it's like, but then here comes Christopher Nolan. And we're like, we want you to be a cool British spy. And uh, you're not going to shave a little bit. You're going to be kind of haggard, but you're going to be a cool guy. All right. And he saves his image. And then what is whoever directed? Probably Christopher Nolan. Yeah, it wouldn't be him. He already did a Batman movie, Cody. Mm-hmm, Who did the Batman? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whoever did it came along and said, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. But here's what I want you to be. Have you ever seen the movie Twilight? Edward? <laughs> I want you to be Batman, but Edward. All right. Yeah, yeah. And then comes along the people that directed this one. It was a pair of people that I read their names and I forgot them. And they just save us with, have you seen a more colorful movie this year? Like, I'm looking at the movies that I watched this year, and I mean, Thor, Love and Thunder is the only thing that comes close. Yeah. Minions wasn't even, you know, everything, part. everywhere, all at once has has its moments. But I mean, Wait. this one's up there. Glass no. Onion, too. You know, we got a few. You know, I haven't but seen those. movies. I think this one is I think this one. You're right. This one is way up there. I review movies professionally. OK, and I've mm-hmm. seen those movies, which means they're garbage movies that no one needs to go see. OK, that's what I know. All right. Well, that's fair. Every, everything, everywhere, all at once. You're trying to tell me that you, every, these people want a steel book with googly eyes taped to it? Pfft, dumb. All right. What's even about the eye? There's so there's a lot of eyes, and there's in there's kung fu. You know, you know what? The the you know, it's like whatever. Okay, right, we're talking about puss in boots, Cody. Are we? Yes. We are. I think we're talking about Gizmo? Robert Pattinson. No, Hold on. We're over but let that. me def- let me come to Robert Pattinson's defense. Because you're right. All his blockbuster movies, it's like, hey, do that thing you did with Edward. And it does kind of suck. Except he's in so many awesome, like independent films where you're like, you're so good at acting and you're working with some of the best young directors of our time so it's like i don't know if he's worried about it as much you know i mean he's not he's doing, it's i mean it's like he's in the like lighthouse saying, and high life and good time and you know he's in like all these high really life cool don't movies. include that in the- oh yeah no high life sucks but like he was in it yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah i mean it is a bit like saying like man how are they doing daniel radcliffe this dirty when it's like he's not being done dirty he's doing exactly what he wants to do He's doing all these interesting girls. Oh, yeah. I saw, I saw the Weird Al movie. Um, it's called Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Yes, absolutely worth a watch. Like if you ever enjoyed UHF or any of the Weird Al TV shows or you know specials he did, this is great. It's so good. Now, I believe this may be the second uh, podcast I've dropped this fun fact in, but a fun fact about the Weird Al movie that I saw in yeah. an interview for the for Weird. Um. <laughs> They didn't tell Daniel Radcliffe to get jacked for that movie. He just likes working out and just is that jacked all the time. That's just what he looks like without. He didn't do any training. He didn't want to get jacked. He's like, no, that's just I like going to the gym. And and then they showed it to him. And I think the director originally was like, you can't be this jacked. 
And then Weird Al saw it and thought it was hilarious that he was jacked. And he's like, no, absolutely not. You are definitely making me look jacked. I would have guessed that was like in the script (laughs) because it plays so great on screen. They didn't know he was jacked until shooting the first shirtless scene. And he Mm -hmm. takes his shirt off and has like a six pack. And they're like, what? (laughs) Like, you can't be this jacked. What are you doing? It was very what funny. What spell did Harry Potter do on himself? <laughs> yeah. He well, it like, out. Yeah. But it, I find oh, that very dude. funny that he's just. Uh, There's some great bits in that movie. It's pretty. I, it's, it's kind of it's kind of awesome because it's sort of like a tongue in cheek making fun of Weird Al. It's also sort of like a parody of all music biopics also. Um, and it's like vaguely about Weird Al's actual life. It's yeah. pretty awesome. <laughs> it's. Which Pretty is funny. Fu- and I think another, they do like they make it where they're they say it's like loosely based on a true story because they're like we they did like almost no research on his life and just kind of made everything up or something. Yeah. It's supposed to well, be I, not he, at he all. He co-wrote accurate. it. So I forget okay. who wrote it with. But yeah. So I mean, but I mean, so it is very much like but I know no, some of the stuff is completely great. made up. And then the, but I would say like 80 like, percent of the movie is just completely made up. It's yeah. pretty awesome. <laughs> My favorite oh, uh, picture from it was someone like, oh, it's hard to find, but I found Weird Al's cameo in Weird Movie. And it's the picture of Weird Al. <laughs> but he's got like a tiny picture of him dressed as Weird Al. But he's like a, uh-huh. an agent or something in the movie. He plays like a record executive. Record executive. Daniel Radcliffe tries to sell his record yeah. to. Yeah. So it's, it's like him great. sitting there and then a tiny picture of Weird Al off to the side. And they're like, there it is. And it's like, but there's Weird Al. He's right there. <laughs> yeah, he's very yeah, funny. that's great. But well, he did an interview and he, he talked about like what was it? He's like, oh yeah, most of it isn't true, you know. And they're like, oh, Madonna's in the movie. So did you, you know, do you have a close relationship with Madonna? He's like, I think I spoke to her once backstage at an event. Yeah, <laughs> and she's a big part of the movie. Oh, she's a huge part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty yeah. funny. I mean, I uh, want to anyway. make. I want to do that. I want to make a. Uh, you know, I just want to make a biopic. About myself. Like, don't ruin, just, don't ruin my day. I'm not here. I'm talking about Puss in Boots. I'm talking about Weird. I'm talking about High Life. All these great films, and you're out here. You're gonna ruin my day with the word biopic. All right, not to distract from our distraction. Have you seen <laughs> what? Messi's Saudi Arabia uh, ad online? I'm getting an ad, ad for for Arabia for He's Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia selling Saudi Arabia like a like a tourism type ad. Oh, and it's that. Yeah, that checks out. It's messy, but I'm pretty sure it's just messy, like photoshopped onto these people. And it's not really him. Like they could have done these photo shoots. Don't get me wrong. You got to drop me a a screenshot. I'm just going to. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to share. That way we can get back on track and then it can redistract us (laughs) and get us back off track. Here you go. You here's my streaming. So it's going to scroll. That's weird. It's going to scroll. Here and, we go. Uh, no, no, this is not real. <laughs> what is this? This, this is a is, hack job. This is someone that's not messy, though, right? I need you to zoom in a little for me. Yeah, let me see if it'll let me. Here we go. Boom. So that's Lionel Messi. I guess messy. that is messy, except it's not. What do they do? So it's Hold scrolled on. from this from a much more clearly He's not messy. really there, though, right? That's, right. He's been photoshopped into that scenario. But also, Discover is this just a close-up? Supposed to be a close-up of what's going on right here. 
Can you see my cursor? It can't be. I guess there's a guy in black. Is that him? I guess so. Yeah, he's holding the thing. But that is just a he's just photoshopped there, right? That's not that's not his yeah. face. I mean, I think that's being generous. I think what we're looking at is AI generated art. Someone put it, it looks in AI generated. Messy Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Do you think if I click on it, first off, am I going on a list if I click on this? Or, Second off. I'm not ready to lose you quite yet, but I mean, why not? Go ahead and click on it. You just, know? It, it won't. It doesn't. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Here we, messy. Oh, Look, no. It says messy. It's right redirected. Oh, no. Uh-oh. See? Oh, there no, it is. None of this looks real. These all look horribly photoshopped. He's in the oh, video. That's a video. Oh, it's a video. Then why did they make it look so bad in the... He's on an eight. He's on an ATV. He's like, oh, this is Saudi Arabia. Is he going to be on a horse? He's riding an ATV next to horses. What is this world? Don't get me wrong. He's in a okay. He's in a wagon. He's on the road. They got all this actual footage messy, of Messi, or is that Messi's like? like I've never body seen double. him not in a soccer uniform, so I don't know what to tell you. Like, I can't confirm if that's I need him. this picture to Did be. Did they bigger. just get the world's best Messi impersonator to do I it? I think that's, so. If that was it Messi, looks like an I would absolutely hire the messy impersonator to do all the events they didn't want to do well it looks like you know when they're like oh you might get killed by these barcelona fans or does he play for barcelona you like that like, yeah oh, he now plays for psg it, whoever he doesn't whoever are his rivals you know if, if they're like they might kill you then uh then they're like hey send in send in greg all right greg's oh, got man. this Okay, here we go. Just book a trip. This, how much this is, is the I mean, one that how much is 17.23 SARS? I don't know. They, it's, it's very interesting the style of photo they did because it does look quite That's just him on a green screen. Fake. But yeah. they did show a video of him actually going to this exact In location. Saudi Arabia, but they didn't take these pictures there. I don't think that's really in Saudi Arabia. Like, that looks like, look at that mountainside. That is absolutely in China. You know what I'm saying? In the background, those mountains. Maybe. Right. I, yeah. Oh nah, man, whatever. Here's the thing. You know, I got to say, Cody, if you know, if you're if you're a white male millionaire. Saudi Arabia, from what I've heard, is awesome. Right. If you're anything I but mean, those three things together. <laughs> oh, no, no, because you can be a, a Arab. Just a regular millionaire. old millionaire, not just a white millionaire. But, you know, like, is it me? Oh, a range. Can I play this drum? Yeah. I mean, I'd say, you know, a tan. Of all the countries to visit as a millionaire, you're saying Saudi Arabia is a pretty fun one. Yeah. You know, the best bet is if you don't look too white. You can't be too white. I mean, if you want to hunt a man, they'll, they'll arrange. Oh, yeah. There you go. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Um, you know, and they'll, you know, and it's fun. It's a fun time. You know, and they'll be, they'll I mean, be, everybody's got swords there. Based on this video, it sounds like I could drive ATVs. I could bang on drums. I Here's could. All, all I know. And this is not Saudi Arabia. I know the Prince of Jordan is a huge Transformers fan. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if there's any Transformers action in, you know, yeah, why not? So, uh, you know, if you want to be like Lionel <laughs> Messi, I guess. Stand in front of a green screen and tell people you went to Saudi Arabia. So interesting to me because I feel like he does not, you know, he's not the biggest guy for endorsements and stuff, but yeah. What a fun one to do. Well, <clears throat> Puss in Boots. I mean, I love the bears. I loved uh, the writing. I loved Guillermo. 
I yeah, I thought the writing was very good. I like that he goes through the beginning of the movie and he's like, I'm the best. This is what I do. Then he absolutely gets crushed by a bell. And the doctor wakes him up and is like, yeah, this is your last life, bro. So you need to like chill. He gets depressed. He gets in a fight with the bounty hunter. Gets torched. So he like, it's very, I mean, it's kind of, for a kid's movie, it's quite stark. Because it's like, oh, he hangs up his cape. He fakes, you know, he buries his body. Not his body, his clothes. You know, his puss in boots uniform. And uh, goes and lives in this lady's house who has a billion cats, you know. And he, I thought it was so funny. He grows like a, depression beard <laughs> he's like a cat with a big old beard and he's all sad and he's he goes to the litter box like oh so this is where dignity goes to die you know and he has to you know learn how to use a kitty litter and eating his cat food and you know yeah, yeah. I, I just i love when it's a kid movie and it's like this man is wrestling with mortality and depression you know yeah i love it it's, it's he's good a stuff you know he's a little key cat he's a kitty cat also here's the thing uh, the wolf in Puss in Boots is just death. Like they do establish that at the end that he's is not like even says that he, he even says he's death. Not metaphorically, mm-hmm. he's literally like the Grim Reaper. Mm-hmm. He is death. Yeah. And so I thought it was. I have thought it was funny listening to a lot of people, and not you. You're like so he was just like a bounty hunter, right? It's like there's a line where he says. Nope, not just a bounty hunter, not metaphorically death, literally death. Like, that's me. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, the guy. That, that line is said, yeah. I'm, I'm the death. I just, I love, you know, I like their little their little trios. I like the, here's the thing. They did the three stories, the three simultaneous stories, you know, like, uh, you know, it's, it's like a, like a Quentin Tarantino movie, but with less feet, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a lot of storylines going at once. But they did it like perfect, right? Where they didn't, they like the second I was like, oh yeah. Like every time they left one story, went to another, I was like, oh, I gotta stay. But if they had stayed like another scene, then it would have been like, all right, that's enough. You know, let's, let's move on. Right. You know yeah. Saying? It was like perfect pacing and perfect everything. And, you know, I liked the dynamics of each team, you know, like the, <clears throat> the conscience grasshopper stayed mm-hmm. just long enough where it's like, peak funny and then they got rid of him you know and then he came back cody and then he came back to save the day (laughs) like it is kind of refreshing sometimes when the villain is just like no no he's just an unredeemable villain like he's the bad guy but it is funny because it's like they have the that has been the trend lately yeah and then it's like they do the redeemable villains which i don't mind at all but yeah to your point they've got an irredeemable villain but then also they're kind of rival with the three bears. They've got their own story going and they, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It's more about Puss conquering himself. Right. His fear of death and also like his inability to connect with uh, his friends and trust them, you know, instead of just being a solo act. Yeah. Which really all three of them, you know, I mean, you know, it's like all three of them have the same like end goal essentially right? where they're trying to get their wish and, it's like, oh, but you could just be happy with what you got. And you've got Jack, who's like, oh, got everything that anybody else could ever wish for. Like, he's like, well, I didn't have much loving family, a huge, you know, super multi-million well, dollar, multi-million yeah, dollar baking bake, yeah, empire, empire. You know, yeah. they didn't leave me with anything. <laughs> all I want <laughs> is everything. All the yeah, magic yeah. in the world. You know, and just like. 
because I think, you know, the, the genius of it, right, Cody, when you take the, the higher level, right, is that it shows that, hey, even it lets them see, even if you get everything you want, it, you're not going to be happy. Look, he has everything you would mm. want and he's not happy. You're just going to end up like yep. him. And so then Absolutely. it gives you like a, but they don't, I feel like some movies do that though, but then they're like, have to have some scene where they're like, oh, Jack's not happy. I won't be happy. So that's why I'm this way. And it's like, no, they never acknowledge the fact that Jack is supposed to be an example to him because they never really like all the things that make you feel like that spell that out for the audience aren't seen by the other two teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I liked the, the dynamic, like the map and they touching it and it uh, changing the. It was a really awesome to keep it like a mystical thing, but also like push the story forward. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And it was cool to see like Goldilocks's background. And like he said, you know, puss, he, Jack has everything, but isn't happy with anything and uh, just wants more. And puss it wants to be a solo act, but he's got kitty soft paws. And um, what's the name? <laughs> what was the chihuahua's name? <laughs> what's. <laughs> What are all the things he says about himself where he's like, oh, I'm known by many names. It's like, they're all like, get out of here. Hey, you scram. You know, he's like saying all this stuff. Yeah. What is his actual name? Oh, well, they just call his him character Pietro. Name. Perito. Perito. Okay. Yeah. Which literally just means puppy or little yeah. dog. So there you go. Um, which he which he stays with. Right. You know, at the end, they're like, oh, we'll give him a name. But he's like, oh, I like that. He's like, you already got one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Goldilocks, she wants her real family, but you know, she's got one just cause they're bears. doesn't mean they're not her real family. You know, yeah. they're out here. They're criming. They're out here criming. They're criming other people before they can crime them. And that's, you're right. That enough, was a good you know? line that did make me laugh out loud in the theater. <laughs> what are you criming us? <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny. <laughs> oh man. What's that other one? <laughs> he says no crime. <laughs> like, make her, point. What was the one you liked to make when he's like, make her talk. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> He's make like, her talk and he's like excuse me madam yeah and then they oh, do the man. piano he they, uh he sticks her in the piano and plays it and she's like mm. talking back to him like my cats play better than you and he just shoves her down into it further uh, yeah i they i would say you know i mean it's it's a puss in boots movie but i would say that the the bears goldilocks and the three bears were my favorite of the three stories Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I like um, the wolf, though. I thought it was cool. I thought the fight scenes were awesome. awesome. I was like, yeah, the action that's... was really great. And it was, they did that same kind of style as um, Into the Spider-Verse, where they kind of mixed different mediums of animation. But, like, they really made the action look awesome. Well, it's interesting, right? Because, like, Spider-Verse is meant to look like a comic book. And this, like, if you just scroll through the, the stills from the, the movie, right? It's like any random still looks like it. It looks like a uh, concept art painting. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, oh, that's 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 cool, Cody. It's cool. It, you know, I like it. I think it looks nice. You know, I thought it would make it look kind of cheap or like it looks like the be- uh, the way I described it right after we got out of the movie is you remember the movie Hoodwinked? It's what yeah. I think they imagined that movie looking. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it does look like the the evolution of that. You know, like the where one kind of looks like a doll. Like when you may have mm-hmm. humans, but they look like dolls. 
Yeah. Um, and it's just like, you know, the good version of that. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah like, I'm looking through some of these quotes and I don't know what it is about John Mulaney that just gets me, but at the end when he like meets his demise, he's like, what did I do to deserve this? I mean, what specifically? <laughs> like that's what he says as he's dying. It's so good. Um, put some boots to the, <laughs> he goes to and the does the thumbs down as he's going yeah, down. Yeah, he does thumbs down. Uh, that's good. Uh, put some boots to the big bad wolf. My compliments to your cobbler. There's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff in this one. My favorite thing is the face of the guy that does the big bad wolf's voice. Uh, just does not match that sinister voice. He's the, but he is the guy who plays uh, Pablo Escobar in Escobar. Like, oh, okay. Netflix. I was wondering. I was like, this guy has to be in other stuff, but I didn't super yeah. recognize him. Um, that's the thing. There's that, a like, lot of. Up. There's a lot of. I'm looking through these lines. There's a lot of good lines in this. What's the one? You like has to meow at the cats, and he's like, "Oh, did I say something salty? It's my second language." <laughs> I don't. He's great. It's a great character. I thought they did a really good job with him. She crimed us after we crimed her first. No crime backs. Yeah, the no crime backs is probably the like, Cockney bears so are, are pretty awesome. Oh, it's such a good idea. It's such a good idea for them to have done that, right? Like to also it's so funny to me, you know, because like I feel like I never think of Florence Pugh as being British. Cause she gets cast as an American or like another. I, honestly, like I didn't even know so she was often. British till like two months ago. And I saw her in an interview. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> Cause I mean, I saw her. Well, where she, she's been in midsummer. I'm trying to think of like everything I've seen her in and she's American in so many like midsummer and little women are probably two of her biggest roles recently. And she's American in both of those. Yeah. yeah I had no clue. Or the, she's Russian in uh, the black widow stuff, right? Black so, widow. Yeah. You know, and it's, she is British in um, the Outlaw King that she plays in, but I don't yeah, remember her in yeah. that movie at all. Yeah, and I loved that movie, so I was that like, was I'm going to rewatch the movie. Um, but, uh, there's a lot of touches I liked. I like the Gatito blade. He gets the little kitty, the little kitty sword that she gives him because he runs out of his sword. So Kitty Softpaws gives him a little teeny tiny. I just love the name of the Gatito blade. So cute. Yeah, the, I mean, the movie's so good, but so cute at the same time. And it like strikes that perfect balance. I think that's why it's so good. It well, did get, it's it's got the cuteness. It's got great action. It's got really good comedy. And it's got a good, like heartfelt, well-written story in the middle of it all. Like it's quite well done, you know? Yeah, you kind of forget that like the um, DreamWorks and like the team that does a lot of the Shrek stuff. You know, like they're pretty good at what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, because I always well, think like, oh, the Shrek movie, you know, like the later Shrek movies are bad. And then you rewatch them. And you're like, these are all pretty good. And like this, the Puss in Boots movie is pretty good. And like everything at, from that Shrek. Franchise, Shrek-verse. it's like yeah. they're, it's like if it's not good, they just don't do it. It's just I think it's tough with the Shrek universe because I think Shrek one and two are both like excellent. And everything else they've done, most of the other stuff they've done is like solid, like it's good. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't quite as good as, you know, but it's hard when your first two movies are Shrek 1 and 2, like those are classics. Yeah. Um, and so when you, even when you make a good movie, but it falls short of that, you know, it kind of dampens your 
brand a little bit. But this one, I think, I mean, I might like this better than Shrek 1 and 2, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think it's more... I think part of it is just the evolution of animation yeah. and filmmaking, you know, that puts it up there. Like, yeah, for yeah, the definitely. time, I don't, there's no better animated movie in like the late 90s, early 2000s than Shrek 1 and 2, you know? Like, yeah. you know, between like DreamWorks with Shrek 1 and 2 and like Pixar doing like Finding Nemo and those movies, it was a pretty good time for... Well, have I told you this? I got a hot take about this because I've gone through and looked at all the, you know, like Pixar, you know, used to be infallible. Now they're, you know, they've put out movies that are their their quality seems to be waning a little bit. It's like, you know, once you get rid of mm-hmm. pedophiles and sex offenders, you can't make good movies. anymore. So that's why yeah, DreamWorks that's is hoovering them all up. Um, So uh, allegedly, Cody, allegedly. All right. Allegedly. Lawyers yeah. out there. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. Okay. allegedly. Yeah. Um, that means you can you say, say allegedly you enough, want. then you're clear. You're yeah. good to go. You can say whatever you want as long as you say allegedly before and after mm-hmm. it. Okay. Um, but like if you if I go through and I look at, you know, Pixar or you know, Disney Animation Studios versus Dream, DreamWorks, I'm like, yeah, if I had to get rid if I can only keep one of these, 100 percent I'm keeping DreamWorks. Like they've put out a lot really? more good movies than yeah. either of those two. I also think Pixar is better, not Pixar, DreamWorks is better at like comedy. Like movies like Shrek and Shrek 2 and Kung Fu Panda, like they're very funny. And not that Pixar movies aren't funny. I just think um, DreamWorks goes a little lighter on some of their stuff, whereas Pixar is like, all right, how do we murder the parents like as soon as possible? You know, they go for those kind yeah. of movies. Well, so if you think about it, right, because you got DreamWorks, the intent, I think, right, is DreamWorks is up against would you'd put that up against disney animation and you'd put illumination up against pixar right because mm, okay. that's kind of the the equivalent of each other and i was looking through it and you your knee jerk would be well you go with disney and i'm like i think dreamworks and illumination are better than disney animation and like that's disney- interesting well i would still take for me i would take disney or Pixar over those two. Would you know? But I wouldn't uh-huh. like knock on Illumination or DreamWorks. Like they're very good. But I don't know. Cause I mean, when I think, well, at least when I think to my childhood, it's like, well, Toy Story and Finding Nemo and Ratatouille, those were like my favorite animated movies. But I did love Shrek 1 and 2 and Kung Fu Panda. Like I said, they have some really good ones as well. But to your point, the last 10 years for Pixar have not been nearly as strong as the first 10 years of Pixar, but they still have good ones. I don't know. And I mean, I like the Disney ones. Frozen is good and Moana is great and they're getting good people. You know, Coco's Pixar. Anyway, let me I don't just, know. Let me just remind you, Cody, their debut, yeah. right? I don't know if you, you know, you probably, you're probably on the wrong side of history with this one, Cody, but I'll give you the chance. You know, you, they put out Ants, Disney put out Bugs Life. Ants is the superior film. Bugs Life is the more like kid movie. I didn't like Ants as a you child, were a child, but yeah. I was a child. Yeah, yeah Ants so is the better really movie for, for sure. Mm. You know, and Prince Ooh, of Egypt was, Ants was a Woody, second Hold movie. on, but was Ants a Woody Allen movie? If that is the case, no. I think you got the pedophile thing right. <laughs> I mean, is that if, right? Didn't he write Ants? He's not on the list of writers. Uh, I don't know why I thought he was. Um, I, he probably wrote. He's in it. Bugs he Life. is in it. He plays Z. Is he the main character? Is Woody Allen the main voice actor in Ants? Probably. Oh my goodness, he stars. He is the first. Oh my goodness. 
Woody Allen is okay. So it is a Woody Allen movie, but it isn't. But I'm not wrong for thinking he wrote it because he writes everything he stars in. Yeah. yeah, he isn't on the list unless his name is something other on the writer list here. Doesn't say Woody Allen. Prince of Egypt was their second movie. Mm-hmm. Classic. I like how it says yeah. writers based on Exodus and then another and then the, like the actual writer. writers. Oh, writers. Okay. Moses. <laughs> <laughs> but then you got like Rodel Dorado, which can we agree? One of the best movies ever, right? Like that. That's a Which good one? Road to El, the Road to El Dorado. That's a good movie. That's yeah. a good movie. You got Chicken Run, Shrek. I'm just saying like, especially uh, I like, did like Chicken Run. If you want like a variety of movies, if you want the same movie, <laughs> the same like animation style thrown at you, like your storybook uh, stories thrown at you with the exact same animation style for 60 years, Disney Animation Studios got you. But if you want like yeah. to feel like you're watching movies from 20 different studios and they're all pretty good, then. Yeah. Yeah. There's more variety there. DreamWorks definitely it's there. interesting because Disney also, they really, they don't always do musicals, but like every other one of their music movies is a musical. So it is like, that's different. DreamWorks doesn't do as much of that. I don't know. DreamWorks did do B movie I, though. As a musical, is that your nod for the musical? Uh, no, I'm just or saying just that they, that's a knock against DreamWorks. I'm gonna I'm need to watch B movies sometime because you know it's is, it for the meme. It, I think you will be surprised at how like not terrible it is, but it's not good. I mean, I, I am a Seinfeld. I do like Seinfeld. Um, well, look, let's turn around. Let's turn it back on Puss and gotcha. his boots. Yeah, let's talk about the ways he died because uh, they're pretty awesome. Yeah. So the first way he dies, he's talking to a lady. He's like, do you like gazpacho? And then he gets stampeded by a bull. Right. The second way, he cheats in a game of cards with poker dogs. Uh, the third way he dies, Cats always lands on his feet. He's drunk on milk. He jumps off a tower. Um, Puss in Boots does not need a spotter. <laughs> that was my favorite, the jacked Puss in Boots, where he was like <laughs> super muscly and he's about a bench press and he gets crushed by the weight. Um, this will revolutionize travel being fired out of a cannon. <laughs> then, excuse me, does this have shellfish in it? And <laughs> his face is all swollen. Dies from <laughs> dies from allergies. Two more. <laughs> I am a master of the baking. Watch. <laughs> Opens a hot oven and is burned to death. And then uh, he gets crushed by the bell right at the start of the movie. So those are the eight ways he dies. What a great montage. It was so good. Ugh. The funniest thing is that's in the tra- one of the or multiple of the trailers, I think. But it was still funny to to watch it on the movie, you know, like it didn't feel like, oh, this is just the trailer again. It was like, oh, no, mm-hmm. this is nice. This is funny. I like. Well, this. the the very original trailer was like just the first like 20 or 25 minutes of the movie where it like it shows him being mostly it's him in the house with the lady so it's like oh this is a puss in boots movie about him being domestic what is this and that so it did pique my curiosity the first time i saw that trailer at least um and then it kind of fell off my radar and uh, i went and saw it and you know i was impressed yeah i do have a question right because the trailer does make it out like he's like oh they found me you know like goldilocks and the bears found me Mm -hmm. they've been searching for me now i gotta go on this thing like i thought it was gonna be it to me it put forward that it was going to be okay they found him maybe, maybe either they just like, hey, we're going to get you if you don't do this thing for us or 
they take the old lady. He's grown. He's going to protect the old lady and all these cats. He's going to be the hero that they need. And it's like, nope, none of that. They, the lady just gets tortured in a, in a, in a piano and then never talked about again. And, uh, so like it was a real switch. So here's my question though. Do you think, was it originally going to be like, Oh, the Goldilocks and the bears are here and they're a crime family. And he's got to pay, he's got to pay one last debt. One last, is one last job a rob a job, Cody? Or is it going <laughs> to be, uh, you know, like, well, him going the to save wi- the wish right. element and them doing the whole thing is such a big part of the movie, I think. But that that's has what to just be the misdirect, right? Originally. Or is that how it started? And so, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Like, they made Could the trailer I mean, when that was it. It makes it from it. being like a Puss in Boots adventure to like, a more higher concept wish movie, you know? Yeah. More mystical, fantastical. I don't know. I, I mean, I can see that. I'm impressed with the writing. I do want to talk about, so the directors are interesting. Joel Crawford is one director. He directed uh, a couple things, the Crudes, a couple specials. Um, but the main thing about him and then Hanuel Mercado, mm, I'm hoping I'm saying that right. Anyway, they were on the art department for like the Lego movie, Kung Fu Panda 2, uh, Rise of the Guardians, like a lot of really well animated movies, Trolls, like they were all story artists and stuff on on this. So mm. I think that kind of helps when you come to this movie and you're trying to do like different animation styles and making it look interesting. So I mean, they were on a lot of interesting movies. So kind of cool that they've been animating for like 15 years and now they're directing. Um and doing yeah. some good stuff. Which, so that's pretty cool. And then the writers, are they writer directors? I forget. Let me see who wrote it. What were you going to say? Um, I wonder, because so, that almost seems like, you know, because like John Wick is famously, it's directed by a guy who is like a stunt coordinator for like the a lot of the biggest um, uh, action yep. movies and stuff. So, and it's yeah. like, oh yeah, no, and it shows through that that's what he cares about. And it's like, um, I can't remember, there was another movie. Oh, it, like, so... You know, to point to the movie we both saw right next to this one, like Avatar, I think James Cameron's very good at knowing he's not the best writer and not very good at a lot of things. Mm. So he tries to keep a lot of the stories super simple. Um, And so like, that's the same thing that they do, you know, in John Wick, like they're like, look, I'm good at stunts. So let's make a super simple thing, like a good excuse to do a lot of action scenes. And so I wonder if this one's like, all right, let's keep the story somewhat simple, which I don't think they really, they succeeded, but did not succeed in at the same time. But also like write a story that's a good excuse to do some of the most amazingly beautiful animation that has Mm. ever been in a movie. Because that's what they care about. That's what they know how to do. Well, and there's great visual gags. And like you said, it's a cute movie. Like they do, the visuals are really fantastic. And that goes a long way with an animated movie. Mm-hmm. And you pair with a good story and all of, and a good cast, and all of a sudden, like it's not that hard to get a winning animated movie. But it's like this is one that like kids can enjoy it, but adults can enjoy it too. Which is kind of I think that's how you crack the code of like, oh, let's make a really successful animated movie. Well, yeah, make it so it works on both levels, and you're going to be set. Um, so the writers are interesting. So it is one of the writers is the original Puss in Boots writer for the first movie, and of course, Puss in Boots, Three Diablos, the short we all know and love. It is adorable. And, uh, I, was, I would recommend it to anybody. Yeah, there are three of them and three writers, but between them, they worked on movies like Lego Ninjago movie. Not bad. Dora and the City of Lost Gold. Not bad also. Uh, some other credits. The Grinch. 
the more recent one, which is also not not too bad. Good movie. This one threw me. Uh, cool Runnings and Little Giants, nice. the early '90s sports movies, both classics. Are you talking? And then there's a couple more. This other guy, he's been working recently because he did um a little like writing on um the Crudes, which I have not. Crudes a New Age, which I didn't I didn't catch, and now I'm kind of wishing I did because if all these people were involved, I might actually have enjoyed it. Yeah, the Crudes is but, one of those movies that I never saw in any of them, but I've never heard anything like bad about it. I've heard people not like the name and the concept of it, but I've never heard anyone who actually watched it be like, it's not good. Yeah. Which is like, so, and I guess there's back two to what I'm saying movies, here. right? I mean, Nick Cage but, is in it. So how bad can it be? You know, here's what I'm saying. The, yeah. I'll circle back to that Nick Cage thing. I have a fun fact about <laughs> Nick Cage. Right? <laughs> All right. Um, that's what I'm saying. Like DreamWorks, the more I look at it, like if you just look at their list, you're like, oh yeah, they're kind of like a middle of the road movie studio. But then like, if you really stop and think about it, the types of movies they put out, their only competition is Disney. And I would say they hit more often than Disney does. Like Disney puts out mm. some stinkers sometimes mm. and they're like, look, it's beautiful. And everybody's like, the only people out here defending some of these movies are Disney fanatics. Anybody who's not like has, doesn't have Disney tattooed across their forehead is not going to like this movie. Mm. But like, if you like what, movies you're gonna like probably at least 60 70 percent of dreamworks movies and they put out a lot mm-hmm. more than disney has in way shorter amount of time mm-hmm. so i'm like are they a bigger studio like do they have more manpower or is it just that they aren't as awful to their animators so that they work better i don't know i, I wonder about that cody you know Disney's about the binders full of now. naughty pictures that disney's got because you know what i'm talking about you've heard about this cody I love this. I love this factoid. Let me hit you with this. Cody, everything you draw as an animator for Disney is owned by Disney. If you work for them, everything. You doodle on napkin, that's Disney. So the sheer volume of naughty things produced by these people out of spite. Mm. So that Disney has to catalog it and keep it on a server somewhere. Or keep these pictures in a binder somewhere. Just, I love it. Because I thought for a long time, oh, that's not real. And then I was listening to a podcast with someone who worked at Disney. They're like, oh, yeah, no, there's like huge rooms filled with binders full of just the most heinous things you can imagine. Oh, my God. And it's like, yep, nope, that's an official di- because of the, their policy. That's an official drawing of Elsa, you know, and it's like, oh, God. oh. And it's like, oh, classic. Man. That goes back to like old school Disney, though. Uh there's like an old drawing from like the 40s or 50s of like naughty Mickey and Minnie little animations. And you're like, man, they've been doing this for a minute. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. But, oh, Disney. Well, what else about Puss in Boots? Let me, let me you know? circle back to this Nick Cage thing, Cody. Yeah. I saw me. a Wired thing, you know, where they do the Google thing with Wired, you know, when they peel the things off. It was Nick yeah. Cage. And he oh, was like, why did Nick Cage change one. his name? Have you seen this one? Yeah, yeah. Know, his name is Nicholas, Nick, Nicholas Coppola. His yeah. name. So it was like, why did you, why did he change it? And I always thought, assumed, you know, that he would be like, oh, I, you know, like most people who change the name, they're like, oh, Screen Actors Guild, you got to change it. Can't do Coppola, Aria Coppola. That's not the reason he gave. <laughs> the reason he gave was his first movie he was in Everybody would say to him, I love the smell of Nicholas in the morning. 
And he got so tired of it because of, I love the smell of napalm in the morning because mm-hmm. he's related to Francis Ford Coppola. He's his nephew, yeah. right? It was that what we established. Yes. So that's why he's like, and he's like, in the next movie, I was Nicolas Cage. And he's like, and it's a mix of these two things, which it's like, uh, oh, Luke it's Cage, right? Yeah, Luke, Luke Cage. Cage. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. It's so funny. You're like, Nicolas, what an interesting name. I can't believe it's named after a black comic superhero. Well, he did say two things. He's like, Luke Cage. And then a second one, which he's like, which is like an avant-garde composer or artist he's like and i think that just uh really speaks a lot about the kinds of movies i do nowadays and then he just yeah. goes to the next one. yeah <laughs> it's like yeah cool dude like um who was it was it you or bailey who told me about um what uh, have you seen any old footage of him before he changed his teeth no he had like crazy teeth back in the day he did like one or two credits before he got like i don't know tooth surgery or whatever it's um quite you can never unsee it so uh, you've been warned i'm seeing it Nick right Cage, now he's got a western movie that's just dropped or is about to drop oh he yeah has a, he has a dracula movie coming out that i'm very excited about yeah it's called renfield um dracula's henchman and inmate at the lunatic asylum that's what that's not a very good it's supposed to be like a comedy horror and it's got nicholas holt in it and aquafina yeah. And uh, Nick Cage is Dracula. So pretty excited about that. Ben Schwartz is in it. This is quite the cast. Yeah. I'm looking at pictures. I think I have seen him. He, he, he had snaggle teeth, snaggle tooth, you know? And yeah. It's funny because he's like, he pulls up pictures of a lot of celebrities that had snag, snaggles. This yeah, picture yeah. of Tom Cruise when he had braces. That's pretty cool. You know, just shout yeah, out to these guys braces. Renfield Dracula movie, also directed Lego Batman, which is probably the best Batman movie since Dark Knight, you know, if we're being real. I mean, yeah, we'll I mean, I agree. Ourselves. Yeah. Oh, man. Bailey's never seen the Dark Knight, and I'm very upset about it. I just learned this last week. Well. Man, Tyler, is there much else to say about Puss in Boots? I mean, I will praise it till the day is done, but um, I was so pleasantly surprised, so impressed with it. Please do believe me. Unlike all the other people I told about this movie, believe me that this is a great one and you should definitely check it out. I think it's streaming at home now. Um, I know you can, you can like buy or rent it. Is it on like actual streaming yet? I'm working on that. I'm working on it right now. It just wants to show me Puss in Boots 1961 now. I hate you for that. Makes it a little tougher. Um, I just see it. Buy it on Prime Video. Yeah, you can buy it places not like streaming free anywhere yet. Streaming included. But I mean, it's it's a fantastic film. It's great. Do you want to slap a rating on it? Um, I will. I will give this. I'll give it an A. I mean, I'll give it an A with no hesitation. Tyler, no this reservations. This is a special day because I'm also giving this movie an A. <gasps> Let me tell you. Yes. And it's not far off from an A plus if we're being real. But I, I'm gonna I mean, slap an I A the on same it. Way. Yeah. It was nigh on to perfect. Really delightful. And I'll tell you what, its tomato meter is a 96 and its audience score is a 93. It's very rare for an animated movie to have a better tomato meter than an audience score, let alone to have them both in the 90s. So check this one out. Watch it with your kids. Watch it with your parents. Watch it with, you know, the man the man uh, that walks by your house with his dog. You know, invite him in, invite his dog in, and sit down and enjoy this one. It's a goodie. It's a, yeah, it's my favorite Shrek movie, Cody. 
I mean, I think, I think I'm there with you. I think I'm right there with you. Wow. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to this is, you know, our first time doing a we were totally defeated format, you know, where we lost our first 20 minutes of recording. We bounced back. We're here. You can share us and review us wherever you find your podcasts. We are at Opinion Havers on social media. And until next time, watch movies and have opinions. I like how like Jack Horner's like childhood rival was Pinocchio. And that's who like just outdid him. <laughs> Why he hates like magic stuff. That was a really good touch. <laughs>